Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share what I've learned from years of living on the road through research and experimentation on how to optimize my health and wellness so that if you are like me and you live your life on the road, hopefully you can not only survive but thrive, even when you're out of your element. So today I wanted to talk um, about something that I have uh, been thinking about a lot recently as I get older um, and as I'm sure a lot of males out there who are getting older uh, think about is your testosterone levels. Um, There's a lot of talk in the media and on social media about uh, testosterone replacement therapy and how testosterone levels are very important to get checked and make sure that you're keeping up with them, especially as you age. Um, And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about that today and some things that can be done if you feel like you may need a little bit more testosterone. Um, So first off, I decided to go to ChatGPT. So you'll see here, I just asked, what are the best ways for males to naturally increase in testosterone levels in their bodies? Um, And if you're like me and you're a fan of this podcast, then chances are uh, you probably do already do a lot of these things, um, but we'll get into some other things that maybe you possibly don't. So first off, they say regular exercise, of course, both aerobic and resistance training. Um, so lifting heavy weights is, uh, is definitely a big way to increase the free testosterone levels in your body. And that's been proven through many, many studies. Adequate sleep is very important. A balanced diet um, with nutrient-dense foods. Um, sufficient intake of zinc, vitamin D, and omega-3 fatty acids. And I've done a couple of episodes on uh, supplementation for zinc and vitamin D and uh, how you can get more of it. Supplements as well, and I can do more of those if you like. Um, but the general consensus nowadays is that getting your nutrients from food is a much more effective way to absorb them than to get them from supplements. So, um possibly do another episode in the future on trying to get all of the required nutrients for maximum health out of your diet rather than out of all of these supplementations. But this is, of course, the Road Coach podcast, and oftentimes we are living away from home, and it's very, very difficult to get a nutrient-dense diet when you don't have a kitchen or a grocery store or anything like that. You're eating in restaurants and out at ho- and staying in hotels, etc. Um, so supplementation is the only way sometimes as we all know, um, and you can't pack a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of kale and chicken and broccoli and eggs, you know, in your suitcase when you're going to get on a plane. So, balanced diet though is is key if you're, you know, if you have the ability to shop. Managing stress, of course, cortisol levels can interfere with testosterone produ- production. Um, so, if you have things that are giving you chronic stress, consistently stressing you out, um, then it may be time to consider some lifestyle changes. Of course. Maintaining a healthy weight, obesity obesity is associated with lower testosterone levels, um, specifically that extra uh, belly fat that you get um, can really reduce those low, those testosterone levels. Um, so getting that in check, and that also goes back to a healthy diet and, and exercise, of course. Limiting your alcohol consumption. Um, alcohol can seriously impact your testosterone levels, and they say moderate your alcohol consumption. I am a firm believer that if you can if you can do it, eliminate alcohol altogether. Um, nothing good comes from alcohol consumption um, inside your body. Now, we all love the effect that alcohol produces and the, the way that it can reduce social anxiety and bring people together and have a ton of laughs. Um, but from a physiological 
perspective, alcohol is poison. Um, and if you have been thinking about reducing your alcohol consumption or eliminating it completely, maybe here's another sign that it's time to really push for that because alcohol really does no good for your future, your health, um, or your mental well-being either. Um, avoiding endocrine disruptors. So this is something that is, I would say more relatively recent in the news. Um, but a lot of plastics, um, can have chemicals in them that disrupt your endocrine system and they can lower your testosterone levels and increase your estrogen levels as males, which can do a lot of things like increase your body fat, um, your belly fat, the fat around your pecs, um, pesticides as well and personal care products. So if you can, you know, if you're, if you're bringing plastic on the road for water bottles or shakes or things like that, try and get things that are BPA free. Um, if you can do glass, do glass. Um, although it's obviously a lot harder to, um, to travel with cause it can get broken fairly easily. Um, and when it comes to personal care products, try and do things that are all natural you can get plant-based things like that. Um, I tend to lean these days towards the live clean brand, um, live clean, um, personal care products. Uh, oh, it's Canadian based. So you may not know it, uh, if you're elsewhere in the world, but this is a brand you can get pretty much anywhere. It's not, um, it's, uh, not overly expensive and, uh, it's mostly plant-based ingredients. So that's, that's the one I tend to use, uh, when I can, of course, again, more difficult when you're on the road. Um, and then of course, sun exposure and vitamin D is a great way to increase your testosterone levels. I did another episode on getting proper vitamin D supplementation, um, during the winter months because it's very difficult. We, we get up and go to work when we're, when it's dark and by the time we get home, it's dark. It's difficult to get adequate sunlight. And even when you do go outside, you're covered up, you know, like this, you know, only your eyes are showing if you, uh, especially if you're living in a Northern climate, uh, like I am here in Canada right now, I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, and it's the first of December. And it is, I think it was minus 17 when I got up with the wind chill. Um, and so running to the gym in the dark, working out in the dark, running back in the dark. Um, and of course I've got a balaclava on and I'm covered from head to toe. So there was no way I was getting any vitamin D from the sun. Um, at least during the times that I could get outside and I wasn't working. Um, so a really good way is that you can do, you can do light therapy. So you can, you can get into a tanning booth. Obviously you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to risk skin cancer, of course, anything like that. Um, but, uh, I did another episode where I talked about the human charger, which is led earbuds, um, that actually shine led lights right in through your ears and it'll help generate vitamin D, um, through your ear canals rather than through your skin or your eyes. Um, and that's a really good way to, uh, to treat seasonal affective disorder or jet lag. Um, you can find those online. I think it's humancharger.com is the website. Um, and then of course you can add vitamin D supplementation to your diet. So you can take vitamin D capsules. You can get vitamin D drops that you can put into your shake powders. When you go travel on this, on the road, um, there's lots and lots of options there, but vitamin D obviously is, is very important to this. Um, magnesium as well. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, you should be, most people should be supplementing with magnesium these days uh, because it's very hard to get enough from your diet. Um, dehydration can impact your overall health. I don't know that hydration really has anything to do with testosterone directly. Um, and then uh, intermittent fasting. There are some studies that show that intermittent fasting may have positive effects on testosterone levels. Personally, I tend to intermittent fast from, you know, about 
8 p.m. to around noon the following day. I don't usually eat breakfast. Um, I just find I perform better. I don't do it specifically for testosterone levels, but I find it helps me consume less calories in general without having to think about it. Um, and I just perform better in the morning if I don't have a big meal. I find that a big meal, especially a carb-heavy meal, makes me tired and sluggish. Um, so I try to avoid that altogether. Um, and then I just um, simply asked it, what are some supplements? If, if we're not talking about lifestyle, what are some supplements? So vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, as we talked about. D-aspartic acid, this is something I don't know much about. Um, so we'll do some research on that for another episode. Um, but it does say that some studies suggest that it's that supplementation can lead to a temporary increase in testosterone levels. Um, fenugreek is an herb uh, that has been studied for its potential to boost testosterone levels and some research suggests that it may improve testosterone levels and sexual function. Tribulus terrestris is an herb commonly used in traditional medicine. Um, it may have a modest impact on testosterone levels, but more research is needed. Ashwagandha is an adaptogenic herb that has been studied for its potential to reduce stress and improve testosterone. Ashwagandha, I did another episode um, on ashwagandha specifically, um, and I take it at night. I find it relaxes me, uh, reduces stress, and helps me go to sleep. Um, and then an added benefit is that it can also improve your testosterone levels. Uh, ginger is great. Um, so eat that ginger in between your sushi, that, that pile of uh, yellow stuff that no one ever touches um, when you're having your sushi to cleanse your palate. That's what it's there for. Um, you should be eating that for sure. And uh, and also you can get, um, you can get some fairly cost-effective um, turmeric and ginger uh, supplements, just pills that you can take on the road as well, which are great for anti-inflammatory. Um, and, uh, and as you can see here, increasing your testosterone levels as well. And then of course, omega-3 fatty acids found in fish oil are associated with increased testosterone levels. So I take an omega-3 every day uh, and an ashwagandha, but these other ones, diaspartic acid, fenugreek, tribulus terrestris, um, and another one that wasn't listed here, Tonga Ali, which I have not taken either. Some really good ones. So I wanted to explore that a little bit more in this episode. So fenugreek here, um, I didn't go too much into it, but it looks like it, the seeds taste similar to maple syrup. Um, it's found in the Mediterranean, Europe, and Asia. It seems to slow sugar absorption in the stomach and stimulate insulin. So they lower blood sugar and it might improve levels of testosterone and estrogen, helping to improve interest in sex. Um, but there's not a lot of data on it. Um, so there's a lot of good uses for it that have been used in traditional medicine, um, but there's not a lot of scientific data on whether it actually works for testosterone. So I'm personally going to leave this one as a maybe later when we get more data, but not going to do anything with it right now. Um, and then the second one was Tribulus terrestris. And it's a plant um, that produces fruit covered with spines. It's traditionally known as, known as an aphrodisiac in lots of cultures. Um, it may increase levels of some hormones, but it doesn't appear to increase testosterone. Um, so again, another one that was brought about by AI, but I don't think something that I'm going to do too much more research in at this point, um, because the third one, Tonga Ali, um, seems to be the really the, the most promising one. And this is something that I think I'm going to consider adding to my regimen. Um, so it's an herbal remedy. Um, it's been used to treat fevers, erectile dysfunction, bacterial infections. Um, the study suggests that it may boost male fertility. It may relieve stress. It may improve body composition, um, but research is limited. Um, 
The European Food Safety Authority issued a warning in 2021 that Tonga Ali has the potential to induce DNA damage. Um, however, the levels at which it induces that damage are extremely, extremely high. Um, you wouldn't be able to consume the levels that would do that, I don't think, um, but we'll look into that in a little more detail as well. Um, so we've got um, some more information here. This is just from Healthline, but it contains flavonoids, alkaloids, other compounds that are antioxidants. Um, it's typically consumed in pills that contain an extract of the herb. Um, it may increase, increase testosterone levels and improve male fertility. I'm not going to go through um, a lot of these here because I've got a study that I wanted to, an actual study that I wanted to go through as well. Um, may improve body composition. It's, um, it's claimed to boost athletic performance and increase muscle mass. Um, and these are some compounds called quasinoids, which we'll talk a little bit more about as well. Um, and uh, possible side effects. So this is the European Food Safety Authority um, panel on nutrition that I talked about right before. Um, a high dose, 2,000 milligrams per kilogram of body weight may lead to DNA damage of the stomach and duodenum tissues. So a lot of the supplements that you're going to see for Tonga Ali are like 200, 400, maybe 1,000 milligrams per day of supplementation. You know, I am about 150 pounds, so 68 kilograms. Um, you're talking, what is that? 150 times what a supplementation dose would be daily um, to induce that kind of damage. So not something you really need to worry about there, um, but let's get into the actual science on it. So this is a review from the journal Molecules in 20, when was it, 2016, on the review of, of Tonkali, um, which is also called Long Jack. Um, if you haven't heard it, um, the pharmacology and its uses in toxicology as well. So I highlighted a couple points here just to get a, a quick uh, overview. Uh, mostly the roots of long jack or tonga ali are used uh, as folk medicine for sexual dysfunction, for aging, for malaria, cancer, diabetes, anxiety, aches, constipation, exercise recovery, fever, increased energy, increased strength, leukemia, osteoporosis, stress, syphilis and glandular swelling. The roots are also used as an aphrodisiac, an antibiotic, an appetite stimulant, and a health supplement. So this is one of those, Tonga Ali is one of those like superfoods or super herbs, just like ashwagandha. Um, it seems to be used in many cultures for all kinds of different ailments, uh, but specifically um, in this episode, what I wanted to talk about was testosterone and its effect on testosterone. So um, just another warning here about toxicity. A toxicity study found that the oral lethal dose of the alcoholic extract uh, in mice is between 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams per kilogram. So again, you're talking like 150 plus times the daily dose in a supplement form that you would get um, depending on the supplement concentration. Uh, and the aqueous extract is more than 3,000 milligrams. So now we're talking, you know, two times that, you know, 300 plus times the daily dose in um, a capsule form that you would take as a supplement. All right. I'm just going to scroll through some of the stuff that I don't think is particularly relevant to this talk. Um, just so that you know, if you're looking for this supplement, it can be it can come under different names. So Tonga Ali is the traditional name. They can also call it Ali's umbrella. Malaysian ginseng is another name for it. That's what they call it in Malaysia. In Indonesia, they call it Pasak Bumi or Badara Pahit or Pahit. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. 
uh, Ian Don in Thailand and Kay Baben in Vietnam or Tonan in, La in Laotian. Uh, so those are some of the different names that you might hear this under. Uh, in North America, it's probably mostly going to be called Tongali. Uh, you may see Malaysian ginseng as well. All right. Uh, so scrolling down here a little bit more, just going to skip through all of the different cytotoxic and compounds because uh, I don't need to bog you down with the chemistry behind it. Um, but here, so talk about first male in male fertility enhancement. So the water soluble uh, form of long jack or tonga ali were reported to be able to enhance male fertility with regards to higher semen volumes, higher sperm count, and motility or the swimmability uh, in rodents and in human trials. Um, Uricominone, I hope I pronounced that right, uricominone, the major quasinoid in the long jack root extract. It significantly increased testosterone production, but it's on a dose-dependent manner. Um, so you have to take enough of it, and it means you have to continue to take it. The standardized extracts um, of Tongali contain a high concentration of quasinoids. Um, they may have a potential anti-estrogenic anti effects, meaning... Um, preventing your body from producing estrogen. So this is, again, more for the male audience. Um, but if you're worried that you're producing too much estrogen and not enough testosterone, um, this has shown that that uh, Tonga Ali might be a valuable thing to add to your supplementation regimen. Um, and then down here, we have a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled parallel group study was conducted to investigate the aphrodisiac clinical evidence of long jack in men. Total 12-week study, 109 men between 30 and 55 years of age, divided into a group of 300 milligrams uh, and then placebo. They showed higher scores in the overall erectile, erectile function domain, the sexual libido, the seminal fluid analysis, and sperm motility at 44%, and semen volume semen volume at 18.2% increase after treatment versus placebo. So it's definitely good for the boys downstairs. Um, it's been shown to elevate serum testosterone and increased muscle strength in humans. Now, there's a study here that Chan et al. investigated the effects of standardized water extract at a dose of 400 milligrams a day for six weeks on testosterone, epitestosterone ratio liver and renal functions in male recreational athletes, and it found no significant difference between the results of supplementation results and a placebo. So, um, so what that means here is that this isn't talking about testosterone levels, essentially, but the ratio of testosterone to epitestosterone and your liver and renal functions. So there's no difference. So basically what this study showed is not to do with testosterone in general, but does it affect you in any positive or negative way in your functioning of your organs and the ratios of your hormones? And the answer is no. Um, but then an in vivo effect of aqueous extract of long jack was investigated on body and organ weight as well as functional sperm parameters in terms of safety and e efficacy in male infertility in male rats. Testosterone co concentration increased by 30.2%. Total sperm concentration, progressive motility, and vitality significantly increased. Motility improved markedly by 25.1% with increased in muscle weight, non-significantly so, so it appears that long jack use is safe for possible treatment of male infertility and aging male problems. As I mentioned in the beginning, aging males typically means lower testosterone. It's also the herbal alternative 
to testosterone, re testosterone replacement therapy, which a lot of people my age are now looking into. Um, it's been shown to successfully restore serum testosterone levels, significantly improve the physical condition and the sexual health of patients. Therefore, Tonga Ali might be considered a safe alternative to testosterone replacement therapy. Now, not that there's anything wrong with testosterone replacement therapy, but if you want a natural way, Tonga Ali might be the way to go. Also in a pilot study, Hankel et al. investigated the, er the ergogenic effect of um, Tonga Ali in elderly people and found that it's a potential herbal supplement for physically active aged male and females. Treatment resulted in significant increases in total and free testosterone concentrations and muscular force in both men and women when 400 milligrams a day was used for five weeks. So you can see here with a lot of these studies around the 400 to 600 milligram per day dose is what seems to be giving a lot of the effects um, that we're looking for. Um, it also has cytotoxicity and anti-proliferative effects on various human cancer cell lines, as, as well as various solid tumors, including lung, breast, and cervical cancers. So this has, as we mentioned, benefits outside of just testosterone production and increased strength. Also, the hot water extract was screened, screened, sorry, screened for stress hormones and mood state in 63 subjects in a different study for moderate stress with a placebo, and it indicates that daily supplementation with Long Jack or um, Tonga Ali extract improves stress hormone profile and certain mood state parameters. Also, osteoporosis in men is attracting more interest. It's becoming the main cause of morbidity and mortality in older men. Approximately 2 million men in the United States now suffer from osteoporosis. One in three women over 50 will experience this. It will experience fractures um, related to osteoporosis, as will one in five men. According to another group, Tambi and Camarul, Longjack contains high concentrations of the superoxide dismutase, an antioxidant that plays an important role in counteracting oxidative stress. Pretty important. Other components such as alkaloids and triterpenes can also act as antioxidants that may reduce bone loss and maintain the bone formation rate. We all know that calcium is also important with bone formation, but you can't absorb calcium without adequate vitamin D. So you can see how all these pieces are starting to come together. Uh, the ergogenic effects of Tonga Ali were discussed in a review. The authors reviewed its medicinal properties and studies investigating physiological responses and endurance exercise performance. Increased testosterone, as shown in animal models, has been suggested in anecdotal reports as being responsible for the long jack-induced increases in muscle mass and strength in humans. According to secondary sources, Tonga Ali enhances testosterone production by the Leydig cells and frees bound testosterone for use by muscles. So I think that's all, yeah, then we're into pharmacokinetics. So that's all I really had to show about Tonga Ali. Um, but after all of this, if you're um, getting older or you feel like your testosterone levels are not where they should be, um, some clear things that we can do, obviously, better sleep, more exercise, lift heavy weights, proper nutrition, get enough vitamin D, enough magnesium, um, enough omega-3 fatty acids from fish oil or eating more fish. Um, and then it looks like Gali is, uh, is one of the better supplements that you can take to help with that as well. So I think this is something that I'm going to add to my regimen and I'll check back in a few weeks once I've started and let everybody know how I feel. Um, as always, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, please check us out on YouTube. 
where you can actually see the studies that I'm looking at and see the information on my screen. You can also see my face uh, as I'm talking to you. Please subscribe on YouTube at The Road Coach Podcast. Uh, Share this with anyone else that you think might be interested in the show because that helps us keep doing more and more episodes. Uh, And until next time, if you're like me and you live life on the road, I hope you're not only surviving, but thriving, even when you're out of your element. See you next time.